Hey everyone, it's Brittany and we're on episode 92. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, everyone. We are talking about brandscaping and specifically the brandscaping method today. I'm going to get into that soon. But first, I want to say brandscaping your business to match who you are and what you believe in will create a better world if you act on it. As a white woman, it's hard to decide what to say right now. Saying nothing means you're complicit. Saying the wrong thing is hurtful. Don't ask your black friends what the right thing to say is because, you know, do your own research. And I 100% understand and hear all of that. I am not an expert on race issues, and I thought long and hard about saying this at all for fear of glossing over hard things. Police brutality is real. Racism is so very, very real. My husband and I watched Just Mercy last night, and I looked up some of the people after the fact, and seeing that sheriff, Sheriff Tate, was actually reelected six separate times after those incidents, after that case, was horrifying. Seeing the Buffalo PD label an incident of an elderly man tripping and falling when the video clearly shows shoving at the very least is the worst kind of PR move. Listing possible intoxicants and underlying health conditions in George Floyd's autopsy report, that was a PR move and possibly trying to give the police officers an easy walk at trial. And I think we can all see through that. PR and branding are close fellows, but let's use branding for good. Let's lift up our fellow business owners who are doing good work. Let's look at the deep messages in our businesses and define our brands with values we truly believe in and stop giving lip service to that which we do not actually support. The police in this country have a branding issue. African Americans have a branding issue. And I say that not in judgment, not at all. And I also don't think branding is going to fix it. We are far, far beyond that. But if your brand is your reputation, if your brand is what precedes you when you walk into a room, and if white women like Amy Cooper are trying to use the police as a threat against a black man because the black man's brand is that he must be doing something wrong and therefore must be arrested, those are huge reputation issues that we as a society need to address. I don't have the answers here. I think right now I can acknowledge and loudly acknowledge right here on this podcast that I understand there is a problem and I am doing my research. I am finding ways of which I can actually benefit this conversation. And right now, the only way I know how to is to give my expertise, my guidance on how we business owners can make this world a better place. And that is brandscaping. So last week, we talked about moving beyond the basics of color palettes and logos and truly branding your business from the ground up. This week, I'm going to cover the reason and mechanics of brandscaping your business so that we can do this good work. I've previously defined brandscaping as landscaping your business to match your inner game. I want to break that down a bit to lay the groundwork for the mechanics of brandscaping. As a personal brand, your business is an extension of you. It's why one of the first questions I ask in Brand Foundation work is, who are you? This isn't a question asking what your name is and how old you are or where you live. It's a question asking, 
Why do you matter? Heavy. Yes, I know. What are you bringing to the table in your work? Who are you as it relates to the work you do? I've used the examples of realtors many times in explaining this concept because it's something most of us can understand easily. If you're a first-time homebuyer and you're unsure of the process, you don't know all the steps, and you know you're going to make assumptions you shouldn't make and ask stupid questions that other people will absolutely think are dumb, what kind of realtor would you choose? Would you go for the flashy realtor with slick marketing but little bedside manner, or would you choose a nurturing realtor, someone who takes time to educate you? A few years ago, my husband and I hired a lovely realtor named George who took the time to show us a few things to look for as we were looking at houses, many of which were fixer-uppers. One of the items was walking across an empty room's floor to see if there were any noticeable dips in the flooring, as that could indicate a foundation issue. I can tell you this is not a question that would have even occurred to me to ask, but he took the initiative to educate me and I appreciated it. In this realtor example, The inner game is nurturing. The brand is warm and inviting to match their inner game. All right, that's part one. Now let's talk about landscaping. Every home, every building has landscaping. In that context, you understand exactly what I mean. Now, the affluent neighborhoods may have more extensive and expensive landscaping, sure. Still, even apartment complexes show signs of landscaping with doormats and wreaths that add character to those unending beige hallways. You landscape your front or backyard the way you choose to be seen. It's a statement of who we are. Now, without getting judgy, can we just agree for a moment here that everyone has the ability to landscape? I am not talking about elaborate flora and fauna that requires around-the-clock care. That's a small percentage of what's actually out there. I'm saying basic yard care requires a small amount of time and minimal money. Just basic yard care to make your home clean and inviting. Therefore, if you choose not to landscape, it's a matter of priorities. Now, we all have different priorities. If you're working three jobs and you just can't summon the time to mow your lawn, it's not necessarily the priorities that you would choose. Those are very hard choices. But if you're choosing not to landscape, it's a matter of priorities. When you landscape your home, it presents an image to the world. It invites people in or not. It says you're modern and eclectic, or it says you like privacy hedges to separate your home from public space, or it says you want to blend in with the crowd or not stand out from other houses on the street. It says you appreciate craftsmanship, or you're a bit tired these days and maybe a few weeds are unattended even though the rest of your yard is in good shape. Brandscaping your business is the same. You can boldly proclaim what you stand for and show the true you as part of your business, or you can blend in with a watered-down message that sounds exactly like the next coach down the road. You can quietly push your agenda and build upon a branded foundation and create small waves in your industry with a brandscaped business. It doesn't have to be an intense portrayal of everything to make an impact. Match your business to your goals and your values, and it will happen. The landscape is everything that you can see everything one can observe about you and your business. So ensure everything your best clients see or touch in your business is on brand and aligns with your values. In her book, Mindset, Carol Dweck retells the tortoise and the hare parable from her perspective of fixed and growth mindsets. She says, as children, we were given a choice between the talented but erratic hare and the plodding but steady tortoise. The lesson was supposed to be that slow and steady wins the race. But really, did any of us ever want to be the tortoise? 
No, we just want it to be a less foolish hair. She says this sets up a false idea we teach children that the slow and steady only wins when talented people slip up. Talented people will always win unless they stop trying because, after all, everyone knows that you have to show up in order to win. Her premise, those with a growth mindset realize they can always become better with grit and work. Brandscaping is based on that premise as well. When you do the work and you put in a solid brand foundation that answers the questions, who are you, who do you serve, and how do you serve them, that's the slow and steady work. Now, if you've been in business for a while and you're not making headway and not achieving your goals, you're not going to want to go back to these basics because it feels like you've done these before. But it's almost always a brand clarity issue, and you can address those brand clarity issues by going back to your brand foundation. Again, it's who are you? Who do you serve and how do you serve them? There's many subpoints to those questions, but those are the headers. Those are the basics. And it's going to feel like going back to the basics. I know it is basics. But if you either skipped those basics when you were bootstrapping in startup mode or you glossed over them and didn't answer them with true depth, those foundation cracks will grow larger over time. Your brand has to match your inner game to attract the kind of clients for whom you can do great work. You can replace the word brand in that statement with business, offer, program, or marketing. The statement's true for them all. Your marketing has to match your inner game to attract the kinds of clients for whom you can do great work. Your offers have to match your inner game to attract the kinds of clients for whom you can do great work. It's true across the board. But to be the smarter hair, you have to brandscape and apply your brand foundation in the next three branding questions I ask in the brandscaping method. What to say? where to say it, and how to show up visually to attract your best client. So how do you do that? How do you brandscape? What are the mechanics here? You turn your words and pictures into a code. This code is your filter. The filter lets your best clients through, invites them into your brandscaped business that they're attracted to. The filter also tells other potential clients who won't be a good fit to keep looking. The most important job your well-defined brand does is act as your gatekeeper. Those who respond to the words you use are most likely to receive your guidance, your instruction, your products, and services. The same goes for photos and graphics. When you have a mindset match with clients, you guys lean into the same things. You're more likely to continue communicating in the same ways as you work together. There are also people out there, though potential clients who are looking for the service you provide, and they're not a good match for you. It could be for big, huge reasons. And it could also be for small, seemingly petty things. But sometimes those things that you and I would consider petty, say they don't trust people who look younger than them, lead to issues that will undermine your ability to help them down the road. You can't create the impact that you desire if they don't trust you to lead them. In cases like this, That photo of you with two braids like Pippi Longstocking is part of your filter. A potential client sees it, clicks away, and ends up finding someone who can help them elsewhere. Your filter gently releases them to a better outcome for both you and them. And this right here, guys, this is the key. This is where it takes confidence to brandscape. You must, absolutely must understand that you will lose some clients along the way. And that's okay. Actually, not only is it okay, it's what you need to do. If you're currently hurting for money, this is probably not sitting with you because you're thinking, but I could help them and they could pay me and we'll both be good. 
If you hadn't posted that photo, if they hadn't clicked away, if they hadn't realized that you sometimes look youthful and might be younger than them and they don't care that you can help them and all of those things, right? Those are the things that are probably flipping through your mind right now if you're hurting. But courage here, because you need to understand deep within you, that client will be better served by somebody else. They're going to trust that person implicitly. They're going to immediately latch on to what they say, make the changes that they need to make, and grow in whatever service they were looking for. Courage here, because if you had let them book you, you would have spent 150% or more of your effort with this client trying to find a better way to reach them because your normal methods weren't hitting the way they usually do. And you could have spent that time working with better match clients. So over the last couple of weeks, I've collected a list of quote unquote petty reasons that I've seen on Facebook and Instagram over the last while. These are things I've seen in Facebook threads, comments on Instagram. They're all reasons a person wouldn't hire someone, didn't trust their opinion, or complaints about someone that wasn't even part of the thread. So here's a few. They posted a picture of them drinking a glass of wine. They don't have kids, so they don't understand my time constraints. I'm a Christian and she's a witch and can't be trusted. They said, all lives matter. They posted a known hoax on Facebook and didn't fact check. He's fat, can't trust him. I don't buy from people who can't use their and their properly. And because you're listening, that is the T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E and the T-H-E-I-R. Or how about this one? She's too pretty to work hard at this. All right, so you might have heard one on that list and agreed entirely with it and said, yep, I won't hire someone for that exact same reason. And you may have laughed at others, thinking it's ludicrous reasons for them to unfollow someone, for them to not hire someone, for them to click away. But know this, while it's silly to you, someone else believes in it enough not to buy. And if the beliefs are strong enough to affect their ability to learn from you, they are not your client. Brandscaping is to take what it feels like to work with you and put it into words and pictures your best client will resonate with so that they pay more attention to you. Building your know, like, and trust factor depends on them hesitating before they continue to scroll. Moving along the know, like, and trust journey requires their interest and attention. Staying on that journey requires brandscaping. If you've been listening to this and you want to know how to apply the brandscaping method to your own business, I have a few ways of working with me. The first of those is one-on-one work. It's instant badass brand where you have two meetings with me and a complete branding, marketing, and business strategy to move forward with. I also have a course called Secret to Sought Out. I am in the process of completing my first run of that course, and later this summer, it will be open for enrollment again. You can get a link to the wait list for that course in the show notes or at brittanygardner.com forward slash STSO. 